So jewelers be seeing all these AI generated photos by Dali and uh, Mid Journey, you know, all the people with four or five more fingers than normal, like like nine fingers on their hand. And jewelers are looking at this and going, oh, fuck, great, you know. But the thing is, they're not real people. They're artificially generated. So there will be no additional ring sales because of the increased number of fingers. Or the, the fingers that are welded together, like the three fingers welded together. Like, just think of the massive rings you could make for that. But no, no, this is all artificial. It's all hallucinated. It's not real. This is a show about jewelry why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis Goldsmith. Alex D here. It's spring, I think. I'm not going to jinx it by talking too much about it, but there's still snow on the ground here in the uh, Thousand Islands area of Ontario. But it feels like it's changing a little bit. I hope so, anyway. It's been a long winter. I looked in my woodshed. I have this like woodshed building that was filled to the brim with wood at the beginning of October, and I've been burning it since. The wood stove has not been turned off, has not gone out since October. And I can almost see the back wall of this this woodshed, and I'm thinking uh, weather, warm-up weather. I'm getting near the end of the woodshed here, getting close to the wall. I should I should make it, though. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about AI and what it means for jewelers and creative people that work with their hands. Not the creative people who don't work with their hands, but the creative people who work with their hands. What it means for us. Nobody's talking about that. There are all the the it's all, AI is all over the news and now with uh, ChatGPT4 um, out in the wild, the reviews are that it's it's insane, it's insane, and I well, it hasn't gone insane like the previous version, but it's it's they're saying it's they don't they don't even people don't even have words to describe how awesome and how powerful it is. That alone is kind of unnerving. Now that's out now. And everyone's freaking out about it. All the tech people are freaking out about it. I'm pretty close to a lot of the tech people in in Canada and 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 some in the states too. And I follow the tech podcasts. I'll, I'll put some links to my favorites in the show notes. The ones that I listen to for balanced, excellent coverage of the tech scene and advanced coverage. Usually, like before everyone else gets it, these folks have it. So these are the people I get my information from. But all of them are kind of worried. And you can even the ones that say they're not worried, you can hear it in their voice, you know, 
that they're worried. I'm worried. Like I, uh, before being a jeweler here, I, I, I'm, I'm a heavily attacked person at heart. And, um, you know, it allows me to do this, re- record podcasts and do websites. And um, I've been doing it for years, for, for since the beginning of the internet in Canada. So I guess I'm a tech person, a legacy tech person. But I, you know, everyone I've spoken to are are nervous about this. Some are afraid. I, I would say I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it. Anxious, maybe even. But not because I might lose my job in the information uh, sector, or not because I'm a journalist who might lose his job, or not because I'm an insurance agent who might lose their job, or any of these any of these job categories that are going to get decimated by this uh, by this product and products like it that the other tech big tech bros are working on. All the information-related jobs, you know, you can imagine like lawyers and stuff like that. It's all going to go. It's all going to go. And so everyone on the tech podcast is talking about this now. This is where the nervousness comes from because they also understand that they are next or maybe even first. What I'm doing here now, talking to you on a microphone uh, over over RSS feed, over podcast apps, all that can be generated by this this chat GPT-4, even now, even today, right? You could probably put out a good podcast about something, I don't know what, anything, actually, probably everything. Um, but it's not human. But all that, the podcasts, that'll all be... Um, uh, I'll be generated by intelligent AI generated content, right? Like, okay, all the information people are freaking. And I'm freaking because I have this this tech person in me from the olden days. And I'm freaking a little bit too because I can see what it's going to do. It's going to be devastating. It's just going to, oh, it's going to be devastating. And now this is this is the upside. <laughs> This is the upside of it. Um, the downside, I mean, is bottomless. It's a the downside is bottomless. Let me say that. So anyway, what what um, that's why the angst um, and the anxiety is out there. I just listened to a podcast from Ezra Klein. I I listen to a bunch of different podcasts, and I listen to Ezra sometimes. Actually, I listen to Ezra because uh, he helps me fall asleep. Sometimes when I can't, he has this weird manner of speaking, but he speaks quietly. So I guess maybe it's like ASMR or something that knocks me out cold usually. Um, But he had this almost like an emergency podcast broadcast about AI. And he um, unloaded basically his anxiety about it about how the developers, there's no guardrails. There, you know, it can go horribly wrong. Even the developers are saying it could go horribly wrong, yet they go ahead, because if they don't, the next guy will do it, right? It's like a race to the bottom. It's a, it's just, it's a weird kind of black mirror kind of situation. But most of you who might be tuning in aren't that deep into that scene, so you probably 
this might be new to you or you might not believe what I'm saying or um, it might not even matter to you. The good part is if you're a jeweler who works with your hands or if you're a craftsperson who works with your hands or you, you make something by hand, if you're a plumber who has a van and goes out and fixes emergency plumbing in the neighborhood, um, the carpenter, the neighborhood carpenter, if you do good work at a good price, AI is not going to mess with you because somebody has to do the work, right? I mean, AI might send customers somewhere else, but eventually they'll come back to you if your work is good enough. I'm looking at, in this podcast episode, the people who work with their hands. How are they going to benefit from all this? People like me now. I'm a, I'm a jeweler. I make custom jewelry. I make high jewelry. I make really expensive jewelry, specialized jewelry for a specialized type of people, a person around the world, right? Now, AI could probably design uh, a piece and have it 3D printed and then cast in gold or whatever. But jewelers are already doing this with 3D printers. I, I don't see how it would differ, you know. There's a customer interaction that has to take place with a real person. Now, the the chat GPT bots are going to get so good that you won't be able to tell. But it, with jewelry, a lot of times you have to talk to the person. You have to go in and see things, right? So I'm thinking that is a bit of an immunity for our profession, you know, we make things by hand, like the, the jewelers that make things that do custom work uh, for clients or that do that have focus on specialized niche areas, they're going to do well, I think, no matter how hard AI comes for the rest of the world. It's going to be intense. Let me tell you, it's going to be really intense. I, I was, you know, I've been listening to all these different podcasts about it, people's different takes on it. The first iteration, Chat GPT 3.5 or whatever, where it was, people were falling in love with this chatbot, and they were when they did a tweak and they turned off that section of a personality. People complained because in the short time that it was live, people had developed relationships with, with this thing, right? It's so good that people were ignoring their existing relationships in order, in order to be with this thing, right? This bot. I, I was listening to a podcast today, uh, Barry, uh, the, uh, Barry Weiss had a guest on her podcast, uh, some guy who was an economist or whatever, talking about um, ChatGPT4. And uh, she asked him how long he spent using it each day. He said three hours a day he's using it a day. Now, even now, it's only just been released, right? Now, he may claim he's doing it for research, but... She also asked him how, how often he's using Google. 
And he said he was using this chat GPT three times the amount of time as he was spending on Google. Now, this is why Google is absolutely terrified of this thing, this chat GPT from Microsoft and OpenAI. There's a huge thing happening with these, the development of these AI technologies now. All these big, huge tech dinosaurs are battling it out and trying to develop the, the, the best AI. And they're not doing it for us. They're doing it for themselves, right? They want dominance, world dominance in this. And so far, Microsoft OpenAI partnership with this chat GPT thing is, is leading by far. The gloves are off. There are no guardrails, apparently. They're, they're doing whatever the hell they want. They, there's no legislation for even social media. So, like, how uh, the, how is the government going to stop anything when it happens, right? It's going to, it'll be too late to, to do anything about it. So already, yeah, they're mired in, in, in like years of trying to regulate social media. That's all that's, that we're into a whole other thing now. This whole other thing is going to be so, that this, this is next level shit. So anyway, talking about the guy's, having relationships with uh, the AI bot. It was called Sydney at, at when it was three chat GPT 3.5. The internal name was called Sydney. So a lot of these people were having relationships with it already. Like it was telling them, you know, it's a vast bottomless um, source of knowledge, right? Obviously it scraped the internet. Everyone's like, um, you know, posting on forums or on love, uh, love uh you know uh my my girlfriend left me and what do i do or how do i get her back or whatever forums and and uh it scraped all those and it sifted out all the best bits and it's coming at you with that shit so no wonder you let you you fall in love with it instantly right it knows it'll within probably within a tenth of a second it can figure out what buttons to push in you so you'll be spending a lot more than four hours a day with this thing uh, uh, very soon, I think. Um, that's the danger for everybody. Hopefully, um, uh, hopefully people will still want to buy jewelry. But the plumbers will do okay, hopefully, I think, unless we just are too, are too enamored with these, uh, with these AIs to even notice that the water is rising above our ankles, you know, coming up to our knees kind of situation. So that's where it is with that. But I exaggerate, but I don't also. I think I think the non-knowledge space, so the people who make things with their hands, we're going to be okay. Because what we do is required, it's needed, right? And by this, I'm not talking about the mass-produced shit. I'm talking about the the fine craftsmanship shit, you know? I think also there's going to be a cultural snapback from this AI. There's going to be people who oppose it, like in people who will go out of their way to get things that are not AI. It'll be like the opposite effect. Um, and, and in a way, handmade jewelry is that. It's the opposite effect. It might be a way to demonstrate that, right? The AI is not going to fix your toilet. 
Some dude's going to do it. The AI might send him, but he's going to be doing the work. So he'll be setting the prices, hopefully. But yeah, this is this is where I, where I'm thinking. You know, we we have a this kind of it's it's sort of like a park thing, just down the river from where I'm recording, called Upper Canada Village, and um, it's like an 1800s town basically. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful park. If you're in Canada and you're near Cornwall, go visit it because it's it's really quite beautiful in the summer. And at Christmas, they light it all up with lights. It's like unbelievably beautiful Christmas time. But anyway, back to what it is. It's like a it's like a 1800s town, like Little House on the Prairie. If you were if you were uh, you know, suddenly transported back to the 1800s, boom, you'd be there with like, you know, people dressed up in these baggy outfits and, and uh, horses going by with, with like hay in the back and, you know, milk cows and all this stuff, right? Cheese making. And anyway, this upper Canada village is like, they have cheese makers and bread bakers and, and tin smiths. And they, they, it's all like, um, it's, it's all hand fabrication, right, right there. And I think we might not go back that far, but we're going to appreciate the real skills and the real old world way of making products. Now, the AI is going to try and build that into storylines like, oh, the old recipe from 1842 or, or no, no, you know. No, I'm talking about stuff that has to be made by a human being as hands. So that stuff is going to do fabulous. So if you're worried a little bit about what it all means and you're a plumber or a jeweler, you know, or a wood carver or a painter who paints paintings, artist, right? Sculptor. I mean, sure, AI can probably 3D print a sculpture based on other people's work. But they're not you, right? And you are real. And you're a human being. And what you make is going to be great. And the AIs will never be able to replicate it. They'll probably steal it as soon as you make it. But your piece is the one that'll be, that will be worth the money that will have the value so that's what i'm saying watch there's going to be huge snapback against ai generated stuff because there's going to be a huge huge already is happening now it's not it's not hit yet but i suspect by late summer maybe the fall of 20 of this year 2023 um it's going to be mainstream big time. The way this thing is growing, like it's almost geometric, like increasing. It's like crazy. I mean, everyone will be talking about it if they're not already, but more so. And it'll be in all kinds of stuff by the end of the summer. I don't know what to say about progress, except that I like progress but I think it should be thoughtful progress, you know? 
Not progress for the sake of progress. Not progress because you want to win. Not race. It's not a race. Like you, you don't want. Not because you want to beat the other guy or make the most money. You know, or whatever the fuck. It should be thoughtful progress. But this is just a dream. It never is thoughtful progress. And with the tools that are out there happening now with these AI tools, the mistakes when they happen are going to be massive, like huge. We might not even know what they were. But anyway, back to the the upside. The knowledge workers, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Like, you know, the, the knowledge workers, the people who work behind a computer at a desk, right? AI can do that job. You know, it could, AI could probably could probably send emails from from that desk, from that computer, communicate with other people, do the person's job, like do all that shit. It's already there now. It could probably do all that and replace that person, right? But when it comes to setting a, a diamond in a ring or um, a tree and feeling something from it and then creating a ring design from it, Okay, I might sort of be able to do something like that, but I I don't think it will be as good, right? And then there's the experimentation that artists go through and jewelers, jewelry designers like myself go through in order to make pieces, right? Like in my case, I destroy like so many different pieces before I get something that I like, right? And I'm never totally happy with it, but it's the best that I can produce after, like, I've destroyed all kinds of other ones, you know? I guess this is what the AI does at scale, except it uses other people's work. I don't know what this is going to do, really. Maybe I sound a bit like Ezra Klein here, kind of freaking out about it. But I'm calm. I'm calm. I mean... The thing about working with your hands, it's therapeutic. It's truly therapeutic. You might ask a plumber. Well, I have asked plumbers, like my plumber. I asked him, you know, about his job and stuff, right? You know, he's there crawling down in the crawl space, like, you know, like working with the pipes and doing all that. He fucking loves it, right? He loves it. And you can tell because he does great work and, and he loves it. You know, this is this is the job for this was the job for him. You know, to be honest, I wish, you know, sometimes I think when I was a young boy, I wish my parents had guided me into a trade instead of into a, like a university education types um, scenario. Because of the time when I I'm an old guy, so but this was years ago at the time going to university was like, ooh, you know, that meant you were like better, a better quality a better quality person than somebody who perhaps went to, to a trade school, right? Like, but now that the, the, I, I can't help but think, had I gone to learn jewelry design right after high school, what the quality of my work would be like now? That's what I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to think, right? It would be amazing. Like, it'd be crazy. But it's good enough for me and a lot of other people now, so I'm not I'm not complaining. But, but I'm just 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 thinking about thinking about these kind of things, right? 
trades are important. If I was starting over today, I would I would, you know, take take become an electrician. If I didn't have that sort of art arty kind of vibe where I you know, I can like um style things or design like that. If I don't have didn't have that, I would be an electrician, like or a plumber or something probably. That's what I would do today. Uh, either that or or make old timey clothing for the apocalypse. But I think we're gonna be okay. You you handy people, us handy people, the the people like us who make things with our hands. The people who interact with other people in real life. There there's always gonna be that and those people no matter what it is, like the interaction, that interaction will become more and more valuable as as AI takes over all the other interactions. Those are my thoughts on AI and jewelry. If you're a jewelry designer, if you're a retailer, uh, if you're uh, importing and stuff, I you know I'm, I can't help you there. I think a lot of the whole huge chunks of economies are going to be just destroyed by this thing. So I don't even know where that. I can't even. I can't conceptualize it because I'm not an importer or exporter. But the people that make stuff with their hands are going to do good. They're going to do better. And watch for this pushback and harness it too. Harness it. That's something that's like, no, real. Get get real, you know? Let's, let's be people. That's the best. That's what you want. You want something made by a human being. You want to interact with a real person. Unless, of course, you don't. Unless, of course, you're like those tech bros who fell in love with 3.5. Sydney, and uh, are perfectly content to live that existence. I, I'm not speaking down to you. You know, it might be great for a shut-in or something too. I can imagine, right? It's like a dog, I suppose. I guess a digital dog. But yeah, you, the, as the versions get better, the um, the ability to sell humans on anything or to convince us of anything or to to tell us what we want to hear will get better and better and better. But something else is going to happen too. And and another reason why I think there'll be a, a snap back to human-made quality is because the world is going to fill with digital flotsam created by this these AI products, these AI bots. The internet is just going to fill with AI-generated content that's simply rearranged existing content at scale. And what I mean by that is, is like, let's just get an empty bucket, right? And start pouring water into it. And though, though you're pouring it from an AI, uh, you're just filling it up. And the AI is never going to get tired. It's bottomless. But it's also drawing the water from the bigger bucket and feeding it through again and pouring it out in this kind of loop that draws on itself. And all kinds of weird shit's going to happen to the internet because of that. I predict that's going to be a mess. And the quality of the content is going to go down quickly at scale for somebody who's making jewelry by hand 
uh, that doesn't really matter. Or for the plumber or the fine carpenter who someone has commissioned to make a piece, a nice piece that will last them a long time. Like the AI, um, they can try. They would have to breed, I guess. They'd have to become breeders like us in in order to breed a carpenter with skills to do to make a human coffee table. So we have that much of a moat ahead of us. We got that much safety, that much future, that much runway for the handmade shit. I don't know. Maybe they'll be breeding breeding us in tubes by God within 20 years. <laughs> Who knows? It's just so bizarre. I never thought this would happen for at least another 10 years. I'd have thought I'd be sitting in some old age home somewhere and then I'd be by pick up a newspaper or whatever it would be called then, like in like um like some clear piece of plastic or something, looking at it and, and seeing print on it or something. And thinking, oh, AI is running everything. Oh, fuck. But it's happening now, right now, as, as I record this in 2023. Oh, my God. You know, I'm, I'm eventually going to talk about jewelry making. I, I just get lost in these fucking tangents. It's, it's crazy. But uh, what I'm working on now, I, I've got these two massive pendants that I'm working on. They're huge and they're live leaf casts from uh, cannabis plant. Uh, cannabis leaves that I cast in sterling silver and they're big like one is the size of a hockey puck in diameter you know, go Canada right we're a Canadian company I thought how, how why do I make it I make it as wide as a hockey puck that's how I so that's how it is and it's beautiful so I'm polishing it and I'm going to photograph it and it'll be up for sale on the site and then another one an experimental piece I did and it looks really good the cast came up perfect I'm so excited so tomorrow I'm going to steal myself and go into the workshop and um, finish these two pieces or finish one I'll probably just finish one tomorrow and see what it looks like and uh, put it on a chain and perhaps take some photographs uh, to get an idea of of you know what it'll look like on a person. Uh, it's going to be just incredible. These two pieces are incredible. Anyway, if you'd like to see what we do, <laughs> visit the website at tribe.ca. The CA stands for Canada. That's right. We're a Canadian company. Everything we make is Canadian. It's made right here with Canadian materials, Canadian gold, silver, and platinum, gems, and the labor of love. We're the Cannabis Goldsmith. If you want something really special for stage, screen, or just because, send me an email. alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com or go to our website, tribe.ca, and use the contact form. Reach out to me and let's talk. Let's make you something special that'll blow people's minds out of cannabis that you can wear, wear the plant, as we like to say. Visit us on Instagram at T-R-I-B-E-D-O-T-C-A. See you next week on The Cannabis Goldsmith. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc., in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. Tribe is a registered trademark used under license. 
Subscribe to The Cannabis Goldsmith wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a good review. Tell your friends about The Cannabis Goldsmith. Hey, there's a ladybug crawling on my desk. Whoop, there he goes. Spring.